And we're live. Hey. Hey. Yo. Hey. Hello. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey. Hello. Hey, we're all wearing like blue. I just noticed that. There we go. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's Blue Thursday. <laughs> Tell me of, about it. Because of Leap Day. And that guy yeah. from 30 Rock leap wore blue. make people sad. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone yeah, just kept sending sure. me Taking a big logic of, leap. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what's been up with the last week for you guys? Uh, you last week sucked, but I can't talk about why. Oh, I'm <laughs> sorry. Okay. Well, I'll ask you yeah. off the show then. <laughs> okay. What about you, Paul? Uh, I mean, nothing crazy. I get like, you can see the list of the stuff I played. That's been my last week. So it'll yeah. be show stuff. You're definitely complaining a bunch on Twitter. I saw that. Yeah, about probably a lot of stuff. I watched Sex Education that last season, oh, and I yeah. was pretty di- I was pretty disappointed. Uh, just there's so much that they introduced, and they kind of wrap it all up like pretty quickly. Like I feel like that show should have had another season because there was so much that they were wanting to do. But whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> I'm I'm glad it ended because I even remember before they announced that it was going to be the final season. All the actors were like, this is the last season I'm doing. And it was like, what is this show going to turn into? Like, oh, no, this is going to suck if like half the cast leaves. Um, I'm almost wondering if that's why they're like, yeah, it is going to be the last season because no one wanted to continue doing it or something. (laughs) I I enjoyed that season. So I'm glad um, they ended it when they did. Uh, I would you know, you hate it for a show to just go on after it's like done its part. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. You can't win them all. I really hated the main character by the end of it, but I mean, whatever. The rest they definitely of them, make Otis kind of a villain in this season for sure. Yeah, he's he's such a piece of shit. Like he's such a douche. And he, the thing is, is that like I don't remember him being. Maybe he was the whole time. I just didn't notice it or something. But I don't remember him being that way. And I don't like how they like just decided to put conflict with him and his like best friend for like the hell of it for a little bit like there was just so many decisions that i was like this just feels forced i don't like the pacing of this at all or whatever and it's too bad because there are some like storylines and stuff that i thought were decent and i wish they had got explored a little bit more okay that's really it i love the color grading in that show yeah and uh anytime they show the title screen or whatever is usually very very cool like how they incorporate the like sex education title into like the scene, the intro. Scene. Yeah, I, I'm having a hard time remembering like a specific one because I also watched this like a year ago. But I that. Yeah. Yeah, that does sound familiar. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember specific ones either. I just know that that's kind of one of the like coolest things that I like at the beginning of each one of those. OK, cool. Well, it sounds like we got a bunch of video games to talk about. So let's get into that stuff. It's the top down perspective for February 29th rare the leap day podcast leap day yep. podcast I, I wonder if we've ever done one of these who knows i there is a way to find out but over like 13 years like surely right well not only would it have i'm sure we've done it on a leap year like of course we have but like did yeah. did a thursday you know, you know what i mean like anyway yeah uh i'm sean booker i'm paul fleck john wheeler and before we get into Final Fantasy, let's talk to John about what he's been playing. 
Alright, I've been playing the Mario vs. Donkey Kong remake on Switch. So, I'm working my way through this. Nice. Nice. It's a remake of the, the Game, Game Boy one, right? The Game Boy Advance one. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Are you sure? Yeah, I thought so. I thought everyone was saying it was the I, Game Boy one. I am, considering I've beaten the game, yes, I am a thousand percent sure. Okay, alright, <laughs> sure. What's the nickname for that one? Like, 94 or something? DK94 is the Game Boy one, yes. Trust okay, me, that's yeah. the one I would have preferred. That, that's I thought that's what people were saying this was a remake of. No, no, it's literally, the game was literally called in the GBA, Marvelous Donkey Kong. It's literally the exact same game. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. They, uh, they added I thought it was like a compilation. It. No, not even thing. that. Not even that. Oh, that's really just, dis- okay, that explains I know. something. I, I thought it was a first person <laughs> shooter. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, no, this is a remake of the GBA game from, like, 2004-ish. They added in two new worlds, uh, but all the main content that I remember from that version is back in there, where, like, you get to the end, and then suddenly here they've doubled the game length. The expert (laughs) stages are in there. I think that was in the original one. It's been a while. I don't remember. They made some small tweaks. Obviously, it's a huge graphical improvement. Uh, The the cutscenes in the original game were just still images that were pre-rendered. Now it's actual full rendered cutscenes. Um, it's using the same voice clip, so it's Charles Martinet talking. Okay, but they're, okay. But they're obviously higher def ones, so I guess they took out the original files. Uh, they did change DK's clips to be his current voice and not uh, Grant Kirkhope, because that's the voice clips they were using was the DK64 ones in the GBA one. Oh, I didn't think I knew that Grant Kirkhope did DK's voice. Did they get um, the guy from the movie? Shit, what's his name? No, they did not. Seth uh, Seth Rogen. Seth Rogen. I kept I kept saying it's Seth MacFarlane. I'm like, that's not right. No, that would that would have been a great that's Donkey Kong though. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, if you like DK94, I mean, this was the actual sequel to it. It's just you know, 20 years later, it it controls. I it controls not as good as I remember the GBA one controlling. I don't know why. It feels it's like. There's certain things about like turning that it really doesn't like to do, but it otherwise is that game as I remember it. Like the stage layouts are the same. Uh, the mini Mario stages are the same as I remember them being. The DK fights are not quite what I remember them being, but uh, they're still more or less the same. Hmm. I don't know. It's an all right game. Like if you like tight platformers or uh but don't mind it feeling a little like i love dk94 it's like my favorite game boy game and uh i i was always kind of lukewarm on mario vs. donkey kong because it honestly felt like it was um a bit not watered down but like too uh too clean feeling like the music was very like neutered and kind of safe like it didn't feel too exciting it was just like oh there's just music sure uh the they use like pre-rendered like they tried to go like the Donkey Kong Country route where they use like pre-rendered uh, sprites and try to make it look fluid, but it was the Game Boy Advance, so it didn't really look that great. Uh, it's it's interesting. Um, well, does yeah. this version if fix you, your gripes or? Yeah, no, the, this version looks great. Absolutely, okay. looks fantastic. Sure. Yeah. Um. Can I throw some opinions I've heard about this and you can say what where you stand on them sure. if you agree or disagree? Can so I make up some opinions that, that I haven't heard just to throw them at you? You could do that. You could sure, do that Sean, too. Sure, Sean, sure you can do that yeah. too. Okay, I'm I'm going to come oh. up with some. You so you go first, Paul. 
Okay, so the first thing I heard is that it's just way too short. There's not enough content in it. What do you think? Yeah, it's a Game Boy Advance game. <laughs> yeah, so they didn't add, like, when I heard that, I was like, but isn't it combining, like, a bunch of puzzles and stuff? But hearing that it's just that one game again, that makes sense now. That's For reference's sake, to beat the main story is five hours. To do main and extra is seven and a half hours. Completionist is 15 hours. Do you want to know what completionist is? Sure. Completionist is playing through every single stage again and doing time trials. Okay. Like just I mean, twice? Yeah, sure. So you basically have to play through the entire game twice. And this is a game that gives you eight worlds. You go through it. You fight the final boss. And it's like, psych, game's not over. New game plus. So uh, new game plus starts. All the stages are different. You do That's those. Good. Then the game ends. But then you have all the time trials you want to do. So seven and a half hours seems oh, like a bad. pretty safe bet. Yeah. And for reference's sake, it's the same for the Game Boy Advance one. Main story, five hours. Main and extra, seven. Completion is ten. That's because this version added in two new worlds, which adds in eight stages total. Six platforming stages, a mini Mario stage, and a Donkey Kong fight. Uh, the other thing I had heard that is kind of the gripe a lot of people have with Nintendo games that I follow is that, is it again, price? it's just it's way too easy. Like, it's just stupid, like, turn your brain off easy for most of the game. The original game so, was easy, too. The yeah. Original game so, was easy. And like, I, I don't know. I don't necessarily think this is much of a thing because like every Mario game basically is the stupidest, easiest thing until like the last stage, like a challenge stage. So yeah. I don't necessarily think this holds any water, but like for a puzzle game, I guess I would like it to be a little more difficult. And it sounds like it's not. So it makes I sense. mean, it, it's it's a puzzle platformer at best. Like it, it yeah. is it is what it is on the tin. Sure. <coughs> if you don't want to drop the money for it, just play the Game Boy Advance game and you'll get basically the okay. same experience. In fact, I think the Game Boy Advance game handles some things better because the oh. Game Boy, the Game Boy Advance game, every time you started a stage that had a new mechanic, gave you a tutorial that you could skip if you didn't want to watch it. So they would show like a little mini cutscene, like, oh, hey, this is the input for this one. Uh, in this one, there's a bunch of like, they'll be like, oh, hey, there's like a little icon. You hit it and it'll show you an image of what you can do. Uh, there's some stages where they probably should have put a hint in before they actually did. Like stage 1-2 needed a hint card, but instead they put the one that you would need there in like 1-4 or something like that. Oh, so, weird. Huh. Yeah, you can play the stages out of order after you clear the first stage of a world. You can do, because uh, like, it's like you get stage 1 first and then 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 unlock. You can do those in any order. And once you do all those, you do the mini Mario stage and then you go right into the Donkey Kong fight. Gotcha. But, um, yeah, no, it's, as someone who's a diehard fan of this type of Mario game, like, I love DK94, and I'm okay with Marvel's Donkey Kong, this is Marvel's Donkey Kong, like, yeah. if you didn't like the Game Boy Advance game, this is not gonna be any different. Yeah. Maybe try yep. the Game Boy Advance game, if you don't like it, you save yourself the 50 bucks or whatever it is, because this is a, I think, near a full price one. Yeah, th it's, that it's price 50, also yeah. is... Is a bummer. For hey, it me could be personally. sixty. Like, mm. could be seventy. They've done seventy too. Yeah, Luigi's Mansion Two apparently be. is going to be seventy bucks. What I heard. Great. Oh, great. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Like I'm, in, I'm enjoying it, but I'm also, like I said, I'm, I'm just yeah. finishing up at this point because, like, I've committed time to it, and I wanted want to remember if it was just like I remembered, and it pretty much is. Okay. Cool. That's all I've been playing, pretty much. All right. All right, uh, cool. Why don't I talk about the the last non Final Fantasy game first? 
Then we'll get into oh, the sure. Final Fantasy section. I've been playing Balatro, mm-hmm. which seems to have I've taken... I've been hearing so much about this game. Yeah, a lot of people yeah, are excited about this game. I wanted to play it close to a week ago, but there was a bug on the Xbox version, which is the one I had, where no sound would come out unless you changed your, like output settings to stereo uncompressed or as i have it set to dolby for my surround sound and my surround sound is so touchy that i was like i am not changing these settings because it's going to get out of sync and like my surround sound system is contradicting and how it how it works so i was just like i'm waiting for them to fix it weird enough even when i had headphones connected they still would not give me sound anyways they fixed it today so i got to play it today Okay. Uh, for those who don't know what Blatro is, it is a run-based poker game is is kind of a light way to describe it. You're not actually playing poker, but you are um, submitting poker hands yeah. uh, and then using um, like the equivalent of items to m- modify them, add multipliers to get points. And you need to get a certain number of points per stage out of a certain number of hands that you have. Like the default is you have four hands to get like the very first stages. You have four hands to get 300 points and you can do that with like a hand is like you submitting one poker hand because you'll you I think you start with like eight cards actually in your hand and then what you play is considered a hand. Um, And then your hand gets filled up again and, and you can discard and that counts as a separate thing. And but what it really comes down to is like the modifiers that you're purchasing in between stages that will affect your cards that will add bonuses to your cards that will change your cards and power them up and stuff like that so that you keep going keep going and every three stages there is a boss stage that has its own kind of like challenge aspect to it which can be stuff like your entire first hand is going to be face down so you're kind of just either playing randomly or having to like discard immediately to get some face up cards it could also be stuff like for this entire game, you can only get points if you make a pair as opposed to doing like three of a kind or a straight or a flush, you know, you know whatever the poker hands are, full house, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really good and super addictive. The rounds can go by like really fast and it's so easy just to like, if you lose, hop right back in and be like, well, I can get through those like first three stages like in one hand each if things are going well. So I'll get back to where I was real quick. It also does the surprisingly nice thing. If you lose the, if you lose, like you're completely out and you go to, you go, go back to the main menu and you hit, you know, new run <clears throat> from there. You can select actual new run or you can hit continue, which will put you back in your very last hand in case there was something different you could do. And you can keep playing from there. Um, interesting okay which has actually been really great because every now and then i'll be like inputting the commands too fast and then i'll submit like four out of five cards in a in a for a straight which is not a straight and i just completely bone myself and then it's like oh shit well it lets you go back and just like i'm gonna do that correctly and move on and stuff so that's actually kind of cool and i totally came across that by accident because i accidentally killed myself and i tried to just start a new run and i was like wait what does continue mean went right back in it There's also different decks you will unlock, which will do different things like one that I have is every round. It gives me an extra hand. Uh, So actually, every time I beat a boss, now I have more hands in order to get to that like score limit that I need to get. That's like an easier one. I haven't beaten the game yet. I've probably put about two hours into it so far. But like all I want to do is just go play that right now. 
Yeah, everyone I know who's played it has said it's like addictive. It yeah, it's really great. Like I could see myself putting a lot of time into this. It's $15 full price, but it's you know, you can find it on sale like everywhere for the most part, so I'd be surprised if you paid more than like 12 bucks at the moment. Uh yeah, highly recommend Balatro if you're into puzzle games, card games. Uh it's 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 worth playing through for sure. Cool. All right, we've teased it long enough. Paul, talk to us about every Final Fantasy. Oh my god. So I was trying to finish 16 before Rebirth came out. And that just yeah. wasn't gonna happen because I had the intermission DLC I needed to do still as like the lead up uh to Rebirth. So 16 is on hiatus indefinitely okay. until I finish seven rebirth now basically that's gonna be a while uh, rebirth is really big yeah um so i left 16 off at the very end of the game too well it's what you think is the end of the game because it's right before the final boss where 14 more side missions and like 10 hunts open up so it's like oh, oh this okay. is 10 more hours of content all right let's uh let's move on so i did um i just wanted to give a quick shout out to the final fantasy 7 echo s mod which adds voice acting to that whole game for every single character including all the side characters that just like chill in midgar and stuff for the original the original yeah it's awesome like it's super worth checking out if you have that game on steam and it's only the steam version i think that it works for but it's very very cool uh voice act the the spelling errors too like this guy are sick uh, I didn't get to that part yet, but I think they fix that. So it makes oh, like some it. sense. Dang it. It's pretty good about it. It has a few other little fun lines and stuff here and there. But yeah, it's awesome. It's so, so good. Uh, so again, that's echo dash S mod. If you wanted to check that out, it's just a public service announcement. Basically, it's very okay, cool. Thank you. Um, the intermission DLC. So I remember when we were talking about the first game or seven remake, John had a problem with the combat and going from 16 into seven again. I totally see what he means. Holy shit. That is that is such a hard shift to make from just like a platinum hack and slash to a faux turn based thing where what unless it's an area of effect that you get like attacked with you can't dodge anything, and it's so fucking weird because you can dodge. in sixteen, There's a dodge. No, well, you I mean, can't. There, there is a dodge, but it's not like a fireball is cast at this area. It is cast on you, and you have to get like this pinpoint accurate dodge instead of just like dodging out of the area of effect that it's in. That like hack and slash games usually do. It's this okay. weird like. It's very specifically a turn based game. And you can push a button to like dodge it at the right time, like a timing thing. But there's no leniency at all that like you would be used to in any modern game. And it's so fucking weird to get used to after being used to it in like a game that does it the way I think John wants it done. I'm I'm a little confused. You're saying turn based. This is this is active combat. It is not. Everything is very turn based with you just like hitting buttons in between big things okay no what are you talking about it is what are you talking about (laughs) like and i mean okay are you saying the same thing for rebirth because maybe i'm just completely forgetting intermission yes 
No, all okay, of it. I have no like idea seven, what you're talking about then. Seven and 16 completely feel different combat-wise. And uh, it'd be getting back into the seven mode after what you think that game would play like because 16 plays the way you would think it was. It has been weird. But, I mean, that's what Intermission has been good for, uh, is sure. basically getting back in that mode. So now in Rebirth, I'm not having any of the issues. But there was a while there where I was like, okay, I got to... I got to change my mindset again. This game focuses all on block and timing like a parry move for some of the bigger stuff more than it does you actually moving out of the way of things. Yeah, I will say I'm like rarely blocking and I'm definitely not parrying. I dodge and I <laughs> attack a lot. I think you're taking a lot of damage that just doesn't matter then because that game Maybe. just com consistently pelts you with damage and most of it doesn't matter until like a big attack comes and then those are the one they have like a little exclamation mark on it it's like that's the one you need to like get the fuck out of the way sure for. but like yeah otherwise every other attack will do a little bit of damage to you no matter what you do essentially yeah i will say i haven't i don't find rebirth difficult um there has been a boss or two where it's like okay this is going to like take a while and i need to make sure i'm like trying to stagger it or i'm gonna be here forever um, but mm. for the most, I don't think I've hit a game over yet. Sure. So, and I'm about no, 20 hours sense. in. Uh, you played the intermission stuff, right? I like, did, yeah. Along back like two years, when, three yeah, years like ago now. Out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really like how Yuffie controls and plays. I really okay. think it's funny that they introduce a brand new character and you're just like, buddy, you're not part of this universe. I know you're going to not be here by the end. <laughs> Well, I mean, you don't know. Like, they could I be doing that. going like doing anything, right? So the thing is, is that the like, that's what I was saying the whole time. And then like one of the final scenes with him, they do something where it's like, oh, he might actually be back. So who knows? Yeah. Like maybe I wouldn't be he surprised. might be back in rebirth. So <laughs> so that was kind of interesting and fun. But OK, so, so you finished intermission. I did. That thing's only like five hours. It's yeah. very short. How, how where are you in rebirth now without getting too spoilery chapter one i mean i did the nibelheim uh flashback story okay okay didn't did you finish that yes so it's actually interesting that um the ending of that is actually different than the ending in the demo so just yeah like, i so I was told that it just abruptly ends and that's because there's more like story stuff that happens in the cutscene yeah. following where the demo ends that they didn't want you to see yet, I guess. Yeah. Which so makes just, sense. So because like I ended up. I ended up hitting like can, I think I said this last time I had to play through Nibelheim again and I was skipping a bunch of the cutscenes. Um, but yeah, but, uh, then my girlfriend wanted can't to watch skip the last some one, of it. So apparently. I didn't end up. So I stopped skipping them. And that was good because I probably would have skipped the one that has like more to it. So just a PSA for anyone like, you know. Oh, no, I was told you actually can't. You have to play that part out, even if you did it in the demo because oh, okay. of what you're saying. Because okay. they can't. Yeah, you can't miss it. They don't want you to miss that. apparently. Good. Which they makes shouldn't. Sense. Yeah, there's a bunch going on there. So the way they handle that thing is awesome. The like sephiroth going mad or whatever and you like crawling through the fiery burning town and stuff it's very cool very neat yeah i would part of me that that where you're crawling and it's like really slow and they're like hey you're using a dual sense did you know that these triggers it's like <laughs> yeah what are you 
I did this. What are you talking about? Of course, and it like, okay, thanks for pointing it out that along with when you're in the reactor, the valve, and he's like, he's like, go outside and switch the valve. It's like, yeah. Okay. And you switch it like you rotate it like five times and then you just walk back into another cutscene. It's like, what was the point of that? <laughs> because it, that valve got tighter every time and you could feel it in your control. That, that's all I could think is like, did Sony like <laughs> force them? Like we need more active trigger stuff because that totally the valve one specifically was like you went from a cutscene <laughs> to making me turn this valve to a cutscene like th- this awesome. did not need to be here <laughs> yeah it's so great i love it i hope they do more dumb bullshit that's just like uh triggers though right it's like yeah <laughs> triggers I, i'm trying to think <laughs> the if they future do I don't, of gaming <laughs> i don't think there's much else that i can recall definitely nothing as like egregious as the crawling on the ground Oh, sure. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I was going to say maybe in some story related stuff, which it is where I'm at has been kind of minimal because there's so much open world stuff to do. But yeah, there's, I don't think there's Inside a ton. stuff or whatever. So you so you yeah. finished the Nibelheim stuff and then you just stopped. You haven't done anything in calm. No, because okay. it was four in the morning and I worked today like <laughs> I don't know, I'm just confirming like where you're at. So, OK, yeah, yeah. Uh, that opening is fucking crazy. Just like. The way that game opens, like the very I, I opening or Nibelheim, the very opening before the Nibelheim thing. And yeah, like what is going the, on right now? In, yeah, and it's like I don't even think it's, it's worth talking about because it's like yeah. less than ten minutes. You maybe play it for five. Um, that we were specifically not allowed to talk about in the embargo when we had it like pre-release and like the review embargo passed. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. That's a pretty big thing. What's crazy, though, is that part hasn't been referenced for me since. And I'm 20 oh, hours yeah. into this game, so it's just like, no, what the hell was that? I'm almost expecting them not to say anything about it until like the next game, because it seems like one of those things where they're like, we're building something and this is going to be a thing we're going to refer back to at some point deep in. I'm I'm hoping at like the end of this game you we get some answers on you get some explanation (laughs) just a a bit more like a continuation of it so yeah i mean i think the general theories are weird timeline stuff right so it makes you don't have to know exactly what they're doing but like you can almost see probably where they're going to be going with it but it's very cool either way it's uh, it's weird who knows man It it is it is fun what they're what they're doing but Anyway, I'm excited for like next week once you've hit the open world and, and we can really talk about that kind of stuff. Um, uh, yeah, like for the, I, for th- I have a feeling we should probably eventually just do like a full spoiler talk about it. Yeah, like, yeah, sure. Down the run. Because um, there, there's going to be too much to talk about that. Like, like I would love to talk about that opening thing, but it doesn't make sense to you here because it would fucking ruin every like it would ruin that moment for well, it's everybody. It's like, a, yeah, you don't want to spoil it for people and stuff. Totally. Um, for the record, yeah, so I'm about 20 hours. I just got to Costa del Sol for when people okay. are following that. I don't have the swimsuits yet, which I know were really popular on Twitter last week. Um, but those should be coming soon. Thank God. Thank I'm God. Re- I'm really good at Queen's Blood. I I beat the tournament. There's a there's and apparently a part, wasting all your potions, according to you. <laughs> yeah, I'm really good at like, oh, my health is low. Let's use a bunch of potions. And then I turn the corner and there's a bench and it's like, OK, great. I've <laughs> done it like three times. But what can you do? Um, yeah, there's a part with Red 13 
when you're on the boat. I, I'm not going to spoil it, but it was like this game is so fucking dumb and goofy, but they're taking everything yeah. so seriously like this. I love this. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm so happy to be back into that world. John, you have any plans to play Rebirth? Yeah, recently I'll play through it at some point, but uh, I didn't rush out and get it today. So I don't I this actually I didn't even pre-order it weirdly enough. Wow. So nice. I'll pick up I'll pick it up at some point. The big thing I wanted to talk about was going from 16 to 7 remake again. I was like, oh, I understand John's pain. I totally get what he's talking about now because this feels awful for the first like hour and then it was fine. <laughs> but for the first yeah. while, I was like, my brain is not comprehending how the, I keep getting hit by fucking everything when I push the button like exactly correct. And it's because, oh, be, you didn't, though, is the thing. Because the game's not necessarily meant for that. That's the completely whole thing. different. Yeah, completely different mindset going into it. Uh, last thing I'll just say on what we're playing is uh, Helldivers fixed their servers, so I was able to get in a bunch of that this week. Uh, yeah, I need to go back in, actually. That game's so good. I had a pretty enjoyable moment where there was like three of us doing a mission, and then a fourth person kind of came down mid-mission, and they had a mic, and as soon as they landed, just over the mic, they goes, what's up, guys? I'm here for freedom! And then we did the mission, <laughs> and that was just great. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've I've got nothing but bad randos, but that's OK, because I have a few people that I can play with, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. Oh, I'm, I'm playing exclusively with randos and it's pretty rare that they have a mic. So that's been totally fine. For oh, me. Um, sure. There is yeah, one so, more game I wanted to talk yeah. about when you're I don't um, know if you're done. I, I was just saying Helldivers is still awesome. Yeah, uh, primarily because I think John's been playing it and I want to talk a little bit about it because I was playing it while we were waiting to go live here. Um, oh my God. The, f I can't remember the name now. Hold on. Uh, it's called snake for the mobile phone. Oh, pocket card, jockey. pocket card, jockey. Yep. Yep. Yeah, baby. It's so back. Th that's out. And I've been playing a little bit of it, but I think you've probably been playing it a lot more. <laughs> I've played it a bunch on stream. Yeah. Yeah. How are you liking like I this? I love it. Well, I already, I already loved the, the 3DS <laughs> one. So uh -huh. um, I think they actually balanced it out for the console version surprisingly well. Like uh, they adjusted the timer so you have more time to actually think through things. All the mechanics are mapped out to buttons pretty well. So once you get used to the flow of things, you can just tap things out. You don't have to you barely have to use your cursor at all. Right. It explains things fairly well, but I mean, so did the original game. Like it, it's the game I remember, and I remember it being as fun as it is, and also as frustrating as it is. So yeah, no, it's solid. Yeah, yeah, it's super, super fun. What is it like, twenty bucks or whatever? I think it was exactly twenty bucks. Twenty bucks, yeah, for us at least. I don't know if it's cheaper down there or whatever, but yeah, no, that game is really, really cool. I'm glad it's out on a thing that I can play it more than I used to. <laughs> I, yeah, I played a little bit of it back then, but not a whole lot. I'm glad it's off Apple Arcade. Yeah. <laughs> well, on Switch, I, I, I would still prefer a mobile version that I didn't have to subscribe mm. to. I think, did, did it get Apple Arcade and iOS, or was it just Apple Arcade? I forget. Well, Apple Arcade is iOS. Well, I'm I mean, like, sure. like, like that works on phone, I mean. Um, I don't know. You mean like on Android phones? 
No, it wouldn't be on Android. No, it'd be only on iOS. Yeah, if it's on Apple Arcade, it doesn't have a like a non Apple Arcade version. It's it has to be exclusive to Apple Arcade. Oh, uh, okay, gotcha. Which is a bummer because there's a bunch of those games. Where it's like, man, I really like this one. I just don't want to say subscribed to it. I would rather just have this game. Rather own the thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That game is great. <clears throat> All right, let's do some news. Uh, we'll start off with one happy story yeah toys for bob which we were kind of confused what was going on with toys for bob they're they've gone indie they have separated from i guess technically microsoft now or maybe this was like kind of put into play as the deal was happening or something with activision but they're now going indie um and it's funny in their announcement they said that their first um project is actually in partnership with microsoft which, so that's just kind of yeah, sure. odd to me that like you you went indie, but then you're working with them again. Okay. My big question is like, so they clearly are not going to be owning any of the IP probably that they were working that on. That would defeat Crash. the purpose of being indie, yeah. Crash Spyro, that's not going with them. So that's still going to stay with you know Activision and I guess someone else will start working on those games, which is a bummer because Toys for Bob was recently doing some cool stuff with those properties. Yeah. Um, but maybe it'll be kind of like a ukulele situation where they kind of just make like a spiritual successor to those things and it's fine. Who knows? Yeah. But that's the most them. likely scenario, honestly. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. Like make a spiral like let's do it. That reignited trilogy was good. All right. And then on the bummer news. Apparently, everyone decided to like lay people off this week. Like, oh, my God. Sense. We're this was at crazy. the end of like, fiscal years. So I had been somewhat sense. like not bringing up layoff stories because it was like every week. But this week was there was just so many that it was like, oh, we just okay, we have to talk about these. So starting off, Sony laid off 900 employees. Insane. Um, this is across pretty much everything. Insomniac, Naughty Dog, Gorilla fire sprite their london studio is closing entirely which they were known for like sing star uh oh right yeah yeah so that's quite that's pretty crazy 900 i mean that is a global thing it's only eight percent of their whole staffing but like that's yeah when still, you're that big it's still i don't i don't think yeah I even but eight percent is people. not that i yeah, Most people don't, don't know 900 people. I exactly. don't think I know 900 people. I'm a streamer. <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely don't. I wouldn't want to know 900 people. That's way too many people. Um, apparently, as part of the layoff, Sony canceled a Twisted Metal live service game that was in development at a UK based at UK based studio Fire Sprite. So this that was the first time we had kind of heard that that existed. And now it's gone. Yeah, So. That's another just little tidbit to have there. Who know? Uh, it's, it's sounding like so we're gonna go through a bunch of layoffs. It's sounding like a bunch of games were canceled amongst this, and we don't know exactly what they all are. But we heard, that one we did hear about. This one was definitely a bummer to me. Uh, so the small developer Daigut Fabrique, um, they did like Mutea Zone. Um, yes. They were doing uh, an upcoming one, Sea Salt Salt Sea Chronicles, something like that. Um, their studio was just closing, like they're just done yeah. they're not making games anymore <clears throat> th th which is just super sad like it's not even like a layoff thing they're just like we don't have money to pay salaries anymore so we're shutting like everything down 
And maybe if we get money in the future, we'll continue making games. But that's the end of this studio. Sure. Just, oh, it's just such a bummer. Like, that's, yikes. <clears throat> um, Back on the, like, major tons of people getting laid off. EA laid off, what was it, 800, 670, which is 5% of its yeah. workforce. So uh, this comes... Someone pointed out like a year ago, they also did a similar sized layoff. So this is not their first set of layoffs in the. Since all the layoffs are happening and whatever. Uh, Part of this was. um, Respawn's unannounced Star Wars first person shooter was canceled. The Mandalorian game. It was rumored to be maybe a Mandalorian game. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Uh, Ridgeline Games was working on a single player battlefield experience that's being shut down and I guess uh, nothing mm. is affecting Mass Effect and Dragon Age over at Bioware well yet <clears throat> at the moment <laughs> yeah, so those yeah. haven't been shut down it is yeah. yikes man Crazy. we're not done yet Deck 9 who recently published that Expanse Telltale game they did Life is Strange Before the Storm and True Colors. They're laid up, they laid off 20% of their f- staff. Holy shit. That's a big number. 20% of your staff. Yeah, I don't know how many that actually is. I don't know how big that studio was. They were they were putting out a decent number of games, but yeah, 20%. That's a huge chunk for sure. And then Supermassive, who do the who, uh, until until dawn. They do the right. uh that anthology series, the Dark Picture anthology series, they laid off 90 people. Um, I don't think I even court. heard this one. I didn't this was see like this the one first happened. one this week. This is the first one that happened. This, uh, I think the first one that I, I heard about. So there you go. There's the layoffs for the week. I mean, oh, I don't hate don't to even say joke it. for the week because we might get more next week. No, it's going to get worse. We're in fiscal year and like the. the I'm sure it's going to be worse this month in March. So we'll see. Yeah, this is pretty rough. And yeah, you're right. There is still one more day in this week. Like, I don't know, man. My heart goes out to all these people. <laughs> Holy smokes. But yeah, yeah, pretty. We're, we are pretty easily brutal. going to pass last year's total any any oh. week now. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I, you know, it's also, you know, I think because I, I think about this so often because I just keep hearing this story. Like, I think about people trying to get into this industry right now. And now you have to compete with, like, literally 15,000 people. And a lot of them are veterans. Like, they've done, like, they've worked for companies for decades. They're exactly. They're hotly requested talent. And AI is probably doing all the, like, grunt work stuff that, like, a new person would have gotten. Yeah, probably like, like all the know, basic coding bullshit or, or, whatever. or just stuff like, hey, we just need you to make a bunch of posters for this person's room. We just need oh, you to come up with a yeah. bunch of like NPC barks that the player will just kind of hear as they walk by, you know, stuff that they would give to like fresh, like associate level writers and whatnot. That's going to be the first thing AI takes over. Oh, I can't probably already it. has, honestly. Pro- yeah, pr- exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be at GDC next month. I'm sure there's going to be like a thousand AI things being like, this is how we can write half your game for you. Yeah. The real bummer is that a lot of this is coming from companies that are extremely profitable. 
Like that's oh. when you hear about like the degoot fabric or whatever, it's like, okay, I kind of get it. Smaller team, their games aren't huge like blockbusters. I kind of get why they're shutting down. But when you hear that like Sony's letting off 900 people and they've had some of their like top games of last year, like Spider-Man and stuff come out, you're just like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it, it is like a recurring story of, oh, we're profitable, but we're not profitable enough. Right. And a quick way to get there is cut headcount and then we'll be back on the green. Uh, yeah. And then in terms of the smaller ones, the thing that I keep hearing um, on other game podcasts that people are talking about is that <clears throat> I guess just like investment in games has completely like dried up for that kind of like mid and lower tier. So finding like a publisher right, right now has become almost impossible unless you are like massive and you are like a guaranteed success there is just right. no money being put out there for these like smaller ones and whatnot sure what a bummer holy smokes all right let's do some questions hopefully it'll be on a happier note i'm sure it is i've seen these questions top down perspective at gmail.com at tdp podcast on twitter the discord channel or john's p.o box this first one comes in from Matthew, who wanted to uh, give some context to one of my questions. Hey, I'll just wanted to answer Sean's question about why Skull and Bones was never canceled after over a decade. If you don't remember, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, I was very confused. It's it seems so much just like Black Flag's boat yeah, stuff removed. Like why did this take a decade? They didn't yeah. add too much to it. Uh, back to the email. The reason is because Ubisoft legally couldn't because the Singaporean government gave Ubisoft a generous subsidy to develop the game in Singapore to help kickstart potential local game development. So if they canceled it, they would be sued. Although considering everything that's happened, I wouldn't be surprised if Ubisoft got sued anyway because of the horrible mismanagement and how Singaporean developers had no opportunities to advance in the studio. I had heard this too, actually. I forgot about this, but that makes sense. That's interesting. I'm wondering how often people are getting some kind of like funding kick that is like so th that comes with a contract where like this game needs to like ship. Like Kingdoms of Amalur. Wasn't that the state of Rhode Island or some shit <laughs> was yeah. on in on yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Let me look it up quickly here. And the baseball guy, right? Isn't he the one who started the studio? Yeah, yeah. I can't oh, even. Yeah, Rhode Island now owns Kingdoms of Am Amalur. Just like the state they does. The state uh, wore one court approval to take over control of all assets owned by thirty-eight studios, including the rights to Kingdoms of Amalur. So I guess so they invested in the studio, not the game specifically. But yes. Okay, I'm just wondering. Like, so did they get like a some some share? some revenue share when the remaster came out. I, I mean, they would have got right. all the profits that the it profit. made, right? Because I don't even remember it. who did, because 38 studios wasn't around to develop that. Who, who did that? I don't know. I don't remember. No idea. That was such a weird <laughs> re-reckoning. That's what it was. Re-reckoning. Yeah. Yes, I'm over 18. Let me look at this game. 
Oh, all proceeds will go to the publisher, developer, Kaiko Games, and or- owners of the platforms it releases on instead. Kaiko and Big Huge Games are yeah. in 38, and then the yeah, publisher, THQ Nordic. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. All right, because Nordic purchased the rights back eventually. Okay, oh, that makes okay. sense. That makes sense. Go. Yeah. Dead rights. Back in the seventh gen of consoles, online passes were a way to neuter used copies from being worth as much by requiring a code to access certain online features like multiplayer. Uh, he includes a link to a list of games which needed them. And the question is, were they a good idea at the time and in hindsight? I definitely remember this. I w- we were working at EB yeah. Games at the time. I'll put it in the chat there as well. And I, I always, I always remember this. This was like a sticking point because it was, it was ten dollars. It was called Project Ten Dollars. It was mostly an EA thing. Uh, Looks like probably some Mm. other games kind of hopped on, but I remember it was like a, it was EA had a big push about this. And at the same time, because when, whenever a new game came out, and then we would get a used copy of it, and and it was like so, it was like a a new game that we had used. It was usually a five dollar discount. And so I was thinking, mm. like, so this is not a great deal for anyone who wants the online thing. They should just buy a new copy. Otherwise, they're paying $5 more. So right. EB Games Management, you're going to lower these prices. You, you're going to have to, right? No, at the same time, they increased the price of the used copy so that it was a $3 difference. So if the game was 60 new, it was now 57 used. So I was like, who cool. would do this? Spend $3 more and get a brand new copy. What? What? Yeah. Uh, I hate anything. Like, the one of the things I hate about Sony just in general is that I have to have PS Plus to play stuff online, and that's horse shit. So this a- is Xbox is the same with me. Xbox, I guess, Game Pass. Yeah, I know you're right. I hate Xbox for it, too. So it's bullshit. I fucking hate that so much. It is kind of crazy that that is still a thing where Steam is so prevalent and you can play online for free there. And then especially when crossplay is becoming a bigger deal. It, like yeah. it almost just seems kind of like a weird thing in the pa- of the past. I guess mm-hmm. I guess I look at it a little less harsh on Xbox side because if you have an Xbox and aren't subscribed to Game Pass, that just seems weird. <laughs> um so it's almost like it's built into the cost of the system, but if it is still an extra cost that you don't need to pay for sure. Um, is it, a, was it a good idea? I don't, I don't think so. Like you're basically neutering used games and like a lot of people only play or can only purchase used games. Yeah. They're just making it harder for them. All right, are we on Rastermans? Yes. All right, yep. Rast- Rasterman writes in and says, when do you think the term A-A-A-A-A, as in five A's, uh, yeah, uh, will be the first coin, will be first coined by a major studio, and who will it be? My bets are on EA in a few years. Didn't EA do uh, Quad A? No, that no, was Ubisoft, Ubisoft for Skull and Bones. Yeah. It was, it was a quadruple yeah, A game. No. So a quintuple A game. I don't think anyone's going to do that because quadruple is already like silly and rare enough as it is. 
Yeah. Maybe some like Bitcoin game will do it. And it's like, yeah, and we'll see that and we'll just be like, shut up, man. What are you talking about? Buzzwords be buzzwords. Yeah, I don't I know. Imagine. At the rate with all the cuts that are happening with companies, I don't know if they are even ever be able to pull off saying they're going to do like a, a Penta A game. Yeah. Phantom Aegis writes, you're in an alternative, you're in an alternate world where TDP is actually known as theatrical display productions <laughs> in charge of making some amazing movies. In this universe, which of you four would be the director, producer, writer, designer? I'd be producer. I'd probably be writer. Paul, I was thinking like designer for you because you do like the layouts and stuff. Uh, I, I guess mean, I did the logo. Yeah, and, and my job audio. literally is producing stuff, like finding solutions and stuff. That's literally what I do every day. So I would probably just uh, okay. naturally do that so if, the, like, we were an actual job, <laughs> basically. Uh, so my, so I'm either designer or director then. I probably director, mainly director. because I don't think Nathan would be a director or a very good one if he was. Nathan has the writing degree. Oh, that's true. Well, then I'll, I'll go producer in that case if Nathan wants to write. <laughs> yeah, I'm not designing, so I guess I'm out. <laughs> I mean, I designer seems to work for me, too, because I did the audio and the and the logos and stuff. But I mean, you've you designed the like the Twitch layout, like the, the live stream layout. You got some design cr- uh, credentials. No, nah, man, that ain't way we can just have two producers <laughs> and then the show is going to be like super solid. Or, you just, know, we spend too much money. <laughs> we just do the show, the producers. That's what it is. Oh, go. man, we should do that. Suku Suku writes, God damn it. Bad news. A genie who may or may not be <laughs> Perlini is forcing you to get a tattoo on your back. It must be large, illegible logo of a video game company. Some magic will be imbued, giving you a slight boost in performance of games from that company or games of that system. If you don't, the genie will destroy your game collection and hardware. What do you choose? A slight boost of performance is hilarious. I was trying to think of like, which point, company would Nintendo. be. I was, that's where I was going with. Like, which one's large enough where it's enough games from them? Enough, Nintendo enough games, okay. Nintendo. Yeah, or say the Nintendo system. So, yeah. But I don't I was want thinking a big. I can say Capcom or like EA. That's the other oh, thing. Capcom like, would be good because then I would be better at like Street Fighter. That would be sick. <laughs> I also would like because there's ones like okay, am I actually going for the boost in performance? That maybe I want Nintendo, or do I not care about this boost? And what's a what's a logo that actually looks like a cool tattoo where someone could be like, "That's not video games," because this is going to be big and on my back. Yeah. Yeah. And in that case, um, do you just try to find like an obscure studio? So it's like, of course, they're not going to know what this is because it's just like a weird lightning bolt logo or something. Yeah. And I don't have anything I'm trying to think of. Head. I'm trying to think of game company logos just in general that like are kind of cool because there's not 
very many, I will say. <laughs> I just I mean, googled like cool game. I, I thought Neversoft, that. like the eyeball thing. That's kind of neat. Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. That at least would look like an actual tattoo. Uh huh. Here's bad. a here's a bunch of logos. Okay. I mean, they're okay. almost all just words. Yeah. I'm not kidding. This is a lot of logos. <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to look um, at the more like kind of like graphical ones. Sora's is kind of neat. The four D pads and the four arrows in different colors. Yeah. Oh, is that what that one is? Beside dice? I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that is Sora's and the company that did Smash Brothers and Kid Icarus Uprising. Oh, okay. Yeah, that one, that one would be okay. I also thought this ghost was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The, mo- the motive one or the one next to motive? The one next to motive. Honestly, it might just go Sora. That is so like just like an icon that that could be anything. So I'm pretty sure that is Sora, the company I'm looking at. Yeah, it's Sora. And then, you know, there are people who actually have the NetherRealm logo. Paul, why don't you just get the Pokemon Company International tattooed across your back? <laughs> oh, yeah, at the very bottom. <laughs> then you get a boost every time you're playing Pokemon. The Kojima Productions one's kind of neat. NetherRealms. Yeah, but as a as a big tattoo on your back? Mm. If I had to get one that was just words, I would probably go Capcom. I think I like their games the most, like all of their games the most out of like every studio listed here. Like I said, Funny. if I want the boost, I'm going to pick the Nintendo Racetrack logo. How about mm. Danger High Voltage Software? <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> be so bad. The rare logo is actually kind of sick without like the rare underneath it. Yeah, that one's also really nice. It's kind of cool. The problem is, though, with like more vertical ones like that, is that it could take up a lot of space on your <laughs> back. It could take up your whole back. If, yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm almost thinking these this. ones that are like, like, you know, like the Nintendo one, like it's going from almost like the edge of your shoulder to your to other, other shoulder. But then at least like below that, it's still normal back. If you have one that could fit across your whole back, <laughs> that's real bad. <laughs> so what you're saying is you could still wear like a crop top and no one would. T- what I'm no saying is a weird tattoo. What I'm saying is look at the rare logo and then just imagine like two arms drawn off the sides. Of it <laughs> <your back now. laughs> Which is probably a problem. This paradox one would actually be OK. It's <clears throat> it's like a fossil, like a skeleton of a. Yeah. Paradox Dying. one's cool. I, I think the CD uh, Project Red like bird thing is kind of cool, too. Coalition's Without... logo ain't bad either. Yeah, there's a few here that are I think okay. Some of these like that have that are like both like an image and the word. I could get it behind the, just the image, but I wouldn't yeah. want it to also say the coalition underneath it. Yeah. Yeah. Like Beanox. OK, I'll do that circle thing, but I don't want it to say Beanox yeah. underneath. Yeah. Man, the Kojima Productions one actually is kind of sick, though. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, Hebrew Lantern writes in and says, if you could be a bender in the world of Avatar, the last airbender, which of the four elements would you want to be able to bend? Oh, water. That's not even a question. It's the most powerful one. Is it? I haven't watched you can the blood show. Bend. You can literally I, control people. I was wondering if we we're going to bring bloodbending into it. Yeah, Absolutely. 
Okay, I did see. I did watch uh, that. What was the boys spinoff? <laughs> yeah, it's kind. Oh, it is kind of like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's that show called again? Uh, Gen V. Gen V. Okay, so that's a bloodbender. Yeah, basically. As someone who's only seen the M Night Shyamalan movie, I can tell <laughs> you, I've remembered literally nothing from it. Man. You're such an at like animation fan. How have you not seen that series? <laughs> that is fuck? actually a big surprise. That's crazy. <laughs> I, I got other stuff to do, man. It's on the list. Yeah. Once they start coming out, stop coming out with cartoons, then I can get back to my backlog. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair enough. I think Earth came with metal bending, so that might be pretty helpful. Yeah, that's right. Tough. I think in Korra, like developed metal bending. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Someone's, I was just about to ask if you're an airbender, can you fly? Because that'd be fun. I think like airbenders, yeah, they could like <clears throat> float on orbs or like glide a lot and stuff like that. So. so so I think this has been one of the contentions about the new live action one is that Aang can fly apparently in it where realistically he should be able to just like ride on air essentially and people are like freaking out about it but i haven't seen the new netflix thing so waste of resources asks which indie game do you think will be the next to get a high fidelity remake braid again (laughs) (laughs) no i don't know um That'd be pretty great. Apparently that Brothers uh, version is like really bad on PC. It's poorly. Oh, no, really? Like that shit. sucks. Because Brothers is such a good game. It is yeah. a good game, yeah. I saw it was like mixed reviews and I was like, what? How did they fuck this up? And it's yeah. apparently just performance issues. Okay. That sucks. Apparently Braid Anniversary is coming out in April. I'm trying to think. I don't know. Like, Explosion Man? Okay. <laughs> Give me like a high fidelity explosion, man. Let's go back and point at like two fairly old ones. Like what's some of the oldest indies we can think of? Super Meat Boy. Oh, I would love a like new Super Meat Boy. Well, you did that. Super Meat Boy forever. It wasn't that good because it wasn't Super Meat Boy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's exactly right. (sighs) Hmm. What was that? Um, Why can I not geometry Xbox Live? Oh, I mean, yeah, that's like the actual answer. I would like, I would love a new Geometry Wars, and now Xbox owns it. So, like, oh, that's right. It, it it's mm. wait, do they? Because I thought Sierra owns the rights now. No, I thought Activision had them. Well, who put yeah, out Activision had Bizarre Creations, but I think the last one was done by Sierra. I don't remember. Geometry Wars three. Um. Which was kind of like a different thing. That was published by Sierra, Activision, and Aspire on the Linux. Lucid Games. Lucid Games, the only thing they've done is that and Activision Collection. Huh. Which apparently is $864. What? (laughs) That's how much the Activision (laughs) Collection costs. And when I click on it, I'm not permitted to view these materials. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Weird thing on Steam. Did they ever re-release Limbo? 
Uh, they did Limbo mm. and Inside as a collection at some point. Oh, yeah, they definitely like okay. ported it to modern stuff. Um, yeah. So maybe during there they kind of upscaled things. But right. there are so many like Limbo likes that people have been kind of chasing. So it's like, I feel like you can kind of get yeah. that, your fill of that somewhere else pretty easily. What about, um, what was that one where you were like a, like a Fox dude and it was like a side scroll. Dustin Elysian Tale. Oh, that's, that's actually getting an update, isn't it? Or are we, no, are we getting, no, 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 it's not getting an update. That, that studio is making something new is I think the big thing. Is that what you were talking about, though? That game? That's the game I was talking about. That'd be cool to okay. like, bring that up there. But uh, for, for a sec, I thought, like, wait, aren't we getting that? But no, I, and I corrected myself. Gotcha. Gotcha. I would mm. just love a new, like, actual Geometry Wars. I don't need the level-based thing from 3. Just, like, just make it, make it super basic and simple again. Geometry Wars 2 is also awesome. That whole, man, Geometry Wars 1 and 2 are so yeah. good. Yeah. What about like an update to Abe Hawkins and the Thousand Spikes or something? I like. Oh my! Those Wasn't that what Thousand and One Spikes was? Was that a was that, sequel was, or an update? Was that tech, that was technically an update, I think. Was it okay? Pretty sure. What about Wizorb? Oh my <laughs> I god! I love Wizorb. It's so good. What was that? I think it was an Xbox Live Arcade game. It was a dual joystick shooter, but you were it was like military. You were in like tanks, kind of. Military madness? Oh. No. No, it I know what you're talking about. Ish. Um it's awesome, but what was that? Shoot, I even played Are you that talking series. about the Brad Mir game? No. I don't know what you're talking okay. about now. Are you talking about Iron Brigade? Iron Brigade. No, this is a dual joystick shooter top down. Okay. Um And you're, you're I don't think you're actually in tanks. Heavy weapon. Like, deadly No, I don't think that's what it was either. Weapon. Heavy weapon? I'm pretty sure heavy it's heavy weapon. weapon? I think so. No, I don't. Th I think you're thinking too much military. This is more like you were in jeeps that had like rocket launchers on them. That sounds like Jackal, but I doubt that never got a remake. So I don't, I don't think know. that's what it is. Well, I'll think about it and then I'll just like tweet it out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, bring mm. that back. Give me another Doritos crash course. Those weren't actually there you go. that there you go. terrible. The fact that we got two is kind of impressive. I love them. Uh, I, I mean, that studio fun. went on to go make Dead by Daylight, so I think they're a little busy. Oh, did they? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's That's the incredible. Dead by Daylight guys. Holy smokes. And they owe it all to Doritos crash course and me in my dorm playing too much of that second one. Give me a new Steam World dig or something. A new dig? Sure. I was going to say yeah. there's plenty of Steam World, but yeah, new dig? Absolutely. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for questions. If you want to send in questions for next week, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. What's your game of the week? Oh, fuck. This is Marvelous Donkey Kong for me. Yeah, mine's Rebirth. It's probably the last time I'll give it to it, so I'll say 16. <laughs> but aren't you going to go back and finish it? I will, but I don't think it's going to make the game of the week. <laughs> I think I'm going to be done with that game Okay. by that point. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye.